Across the UK, online and on DAB. The Independent Republic of Mike Graham on Talk Radio. More blasted rhetoric from the Banana Republic for people who think capital punishment isn't going nearly far enough. <laughs> Dangerous mid-morning debate with the great dictator. The Independent Republic of Mike Graham on Talk Radio. Good morning and welcome to the Independent Republic of Mike Graham right here on Talk Radio. You will be very, very pleased to know, delighted perhaps, that we are not kicking off the show today with Brexit because we spent an entire week down at Westminster last week uh, on College Green talking to MPs, talking to voters, talking to people who were involved in the Brexit process. And in fact, we have moved not a jot from that point on Friday uh, to where we are now. So we will be catching up with whatever the news is from the Theresa May Department of Mayhem uh, coming up a little bit later on in the show. But for now, what I can tell you is, is that the second referendum apparently seems to be closer than it ever was. She's starting to slap people down, saying don't talk about a second referendum, don't mention it at all. Uh, lots of other people are saying we should not be having a second referendum. We'll take your calls on that, of course, 0344 What we are going to start talking about this morning is the fact that Christmas has come early. Now, that would ordinarily be a great thing. People would go, oh, isn't it nice that Christmas is nice and early? We're all wearing Christmas jumpers. We're all going Christmas shopping. We're all making plans uh, for what we're going to do on Christmas Day and Boxing Day uh, and the day after that. Well, let me tell you this. There is no point in making a plan for Christmas because travel chaos is going to prevent you from going anywhere. Let me actually tell you what the warnings are. Worst times to travel. Wednesday, December the 19th, from 3 to 6.30pm. Thursday, December the 20th, 11.30 to 6.30. That's half the day. Friday, December the 21st, 11.30 to 6pm. That's the whole day. Saturday, December the 22nd, 10.30 to 4pm. That's the entire afternoon. Sunday, December the 23rd, 4 to 6.30pm. Christmas Eve, don't even think about it. I think a lot of people have already taken time off. I think a lot of people are making plans to go abroad. We want to hear from you, of course, coming up over the course of the next three hours. 0344 499 You're listening to me, Mike Graham, right here on Talk Radio. The Independent Republic of Mike Graham on Talk Radio. Now, it might be said that uh, on Christmas... Uh, and at New Year, there is always a bit of a problem travelling about because, of course, lots of people don't really want to work over Christmas and New Year. So, of course, the railway workers don't want to work. The bus drivers don't really want to work. The rail people, uh, really, generally speaking, quite like to have a little bit of a strike, which is what Southwest Rail are doing. They're going on strike on the 22nd, which, of course, is Saturday before Christmas. You've also got all of those people who should know better, uh, like airline pilots, uh, stewardesses, cabin crew, all booking their holidays so they don't have to work over Christmas. Unfortunately, this year is actually going to be worse than most and sometimes the roads are actually going to be worse than most. The M5, the M62, the M6, the M1, the M23, the M20, um, the A1, the M... Uh, where are we? The M8, the M5, the A1M. I mean, all roads leading to wherever it is that you want to go are going to be shut down at some point or other over the course of the Christmas holidays. Rail strikes are going to hit on December the 22nd and 29th on Northern Rail, December the 27th 22nd, 27th and the 31st Southwestern, so you won't be able to go anywhere on New Year's Eve, right? December the 21st and 22nd, there's strikes on London Underground 
It just goes on and on and on. What on earth is happening? Let's try and get some help from Rod Dennis, who is the traffic spokesman for the RAC. Rod, a very good morning to you. Welcome. And to you. Hi, Mike. Now, listen, I'm fed up with this already. I don't even want to go anywhere at Christmas, and I'm already upset with the idea that the roads are all being dug up, the trains are going to be on strike, and the planes aren't going anywhere. What on earth are we going to do about it? (laughs) Well, look, okay. if there's one saving grace, it does appear to be that Christmas is still over a week away. So what we're saying to people is... Well, you may say that, but it's it's coming. (laughs) very fast up on the rails I have to tell you it is but what we're saying to people is look yes there are some pretty dire warnings that um, that we're putting out with our partners at Inrix today that show where there are going to be some real issues mm. on, especially on the motorway network has to be said yes. um, over the course of the next few days so yes if you can travel outside those times I appreciate there are some large blocks where we are expecting conditions to be particularly heavy especially towards the back end of this week you've obviously got people desperate to finish up um, their week at work you've got a lot of people uh, like you probably like me who are actually working right to the end of this week so you've got us on the roads. I'm actually well working as... over Christmas. Unlike some of these bozos who work for the transport <laughs> network, I'm actually working all the way through Christmas. Well, it, well, it, it, in which case, Mike, perhaps by the time you do finally uh, jump in the car, if that's what you're doing, hopefully things might have calmed down a bit. But certainly the run-up through the course of this week as we get closer to Christmas, certainly Thursday and Friday in particular, do look do look to be particularly busy. Not everywhere, it has to be said. There are some bad queues expected on certain stretches of road. But what we also know is that it only takes a single uh, car breakdown um, or collision, obviously, for things to get a lot worse. Yeah. So, you know, there, there's something to bear in mind there. And well. also, one, one of the things you have to bear in mind as well, and in my case with my two kids, they stopped school on Wednesday. So there's going to be a lot of people uh, who will be picking up the uh, the reins of travel on Thursday and maybe Friday yeah. to visit the grandparents, you know, go visit the aunts, the uncles, and all that sort of thing. So, so basically, Christmas is beginning, really, in the middle of this week, isn't it? Yeah, that's right. A lot of the schools, like you say, are breaking up, I believe, from tomorrow. And then yeah. it's going to Tuesday, Wednesday, Thursday, some of them, uh, like my kids' schools, don't actually end until Friday. Right. Um, but it, it does seem to be more staggered. And when we when we surveyed drivers this year, as we do every year, to ask them what their plans were, yeah. there did appear to be more staggering of, uh, of journeys this week than we've seen previously. It's, mm. it's not everyone waiting. It's not like Christmas is next Saturday and everyone's kind of, you know, got a particular day when they're travelling. But inevitably, things do tend to build up. What we do think, however, is that by the time you get to the weekend, things should actually be slightly calmer. Um, so actually, although there'll be a lot more leisure traffic on the road, Obviously, you won't have any of the people, the kind of the commuter drivers. Yes, you'll have your Amazon delivery lorries, etc., doing. Well, last do you know people drops, underestimate but... that, and I'd like to get your view on this because the RAC obviously is <clears> an <throat> overarching kind of motoring organisation. I think we've underestimated the impact that all of these delivery guys have had on the traffic in this country. Because certainly in London, you know, you cannot move most times of the day, and even sometimes in the middle of the night. You yeah. know, I leave. Yeah. I do a show on Talksport which finishes at one yep. a.m. on Saturday morning. Right, I can walk. I can walk out of get in my car to drive down to Sussex and hit a traffic jam uh, in New Cross, which I know for people who don't know it very well is is in South London. I can hit a traffic jam there where I can be stuck for half an hour at 1.30am in the morning. Well, there's, there's, so there, there's been two really big shifts in probably in the last um, five, certainly ten years. So one is, like you say, certainly the rise of, of more deliveries. Uh, there's no question about that. Look, look how easy it is for you to order something. You know, I, I can order something. I did it last night. In about three minutes, I'd ordered it on Amazon, and it's coming over from Germany somewhere. It's, it's amazing how easy that is. Obviously, that puts a pressure on getting things to people at certain times. So there's definitely an increase in that. And I think added to that, you've obviously got the huge increase in kind of private hires and Ubers and all the rest of it. Those two things together are contributing certainly at a 
local level to yeah. increase traffic on the road. But how is it? How is it impacting motorway traffic? You know, kind of you know national traffic, if you like. Yeah, well, the, well, it, it is. It is the simple case that there are more of us on the roads now than there has been at any point previously. There is more of us trying to get to places by car than we've had for many, many, many years. We did a big study back in the uh, at the end of the summer actually that looked at car dependency and mm. what people are telling us is that they are now more dependent on their cars now than they've been for a long, long time. And yeah. a lot of that is as a result of our, um, you know, our ageing uh, public transport infrastructure. People generally don't have a lot of choice. And no. as you alluded to earlier, things like disruption on the train, some of that's planned. Yes, Network Rail do use this time of year to do more work on the trains because, on the railways, because fewer people, they say, are travelling. Yeah, but, but they do that the all the time. Of... I mean, these are the same people, by the way, and I know you're not a spokesman for the train services, but these are the same people, by the way, who decided unilaterally, I seem to remember, earlier this year, to start doing work around Gatwick Airport, right? Which meant that on Sundays, which they claimed was a quiet day for travel, which of course isn't a quiet day for travel if you're flying, um, that they would actually have no service whatsoever to Gatwick Airport by train. That's some madness, isn't it? Yeah, and it, uh, actually, I, I was travelling on the Gatwick Express around about that time, and it was a dreadful introduction to, yeah. to the country. To be honest, the people yeah. arriving at Gatwick Airport, there's no, there's no because question Because isn't that, it yeah. now the case, Ron, basically, that there is no time when there's nobody travelling? It's not true to say, we'll just punish the people at the weekends because, of course, you know, during the week, that's when everybody works. No, that's not true. People now work seven days a week, 24 hours a day, and there is no time yeah. at which you can say it's a bit quieter now, so we'll fix the road. No, I think that's I I, I, I think that's completely fair, actually. Like I said, that we do look. It does look like there will be more staggering journeys. People do mm. look to spread their journeys out, but there are more of us trying to get around. You know, look look where people's families and friends are. It's not like we all live in the same village or the same town now. No. People are traveling huge distances yeah, to but hang on. see people. I mean, so. what are you are you reading some Enid Blyton novel, bro? I mean, we haven't lived in the same town for <laughs> many many decades. No, that's, that's that's a fair point. You know, yeah. I mean, my family has spread from Dubai to Los Angeles, right? with a couple of stops in between, like New York and somewhere else. You know, I have to like literally spend thousands to get them all together in one spot. But most people are driving around the country um, and hoping that they might all meet up in some, uh, some far-flung spots. Um, and, and they're not getting any help whatsoever from the transport network. Well, I think you're right. And the other thing is, look at the dependency. I go back to the dependency we've all got. The fact is that when it comes down to actually these sorts of journeys, especially the ones we do at Christmas, where, you know, you might be going to see the in-laws in one place yeah. and then driving the next day to go and see another set of uh, relatives somewhere else. Really, the car is the only way you're going to be able to use to do those journeys. Yes. We all rely on the car. As much as there is talk about investment in public transport, that's all brilliant. But especially when it comes to big getaway periods like Christmas, the car is king, whether people like it or not, I'm afraid. And that I'm afraid that's true. Because if you do try to take the train, and as many people do that as, as they can, obviously, but if you're doing seriously far distances and you've got children, you know, it's simply not really an option because it's not pleasant. Um, you don't really know for sure when you get on a train whether it's going to be so packed out that you can't even get to the seat that you've booked. You know, it's a really, really bad terrible infrastructure that we have in this country. Yeah, and it's, and, and it's a shame, actually. I, I spoke to a friend a few weeks ago, and he was saying the worst advert for public transport is public transport. And yeah. I think he's right. Unfortunately, public transport itself, you know, doesn't have a great name. People do rely on the car, but it's partly because public transport just doesn't do a very good job of selling itself. And as you know, especially in the southeast of England, look at the problems in the north of England as well. Look at the issues on Northern Rail that people have had with timetable and all the rest of it. It's just that there's so much bad news about public transport, people inevitably turn to the car. And this thing, when we've got things like strikes going on, well, 
people still need to get about. It's not mm. like people are going to say, well, I just won't move this Christmas then. Right. Inevitably, people will, will switch to the roads. And unfortunately, that means uh, for any, any of the rest of us trying to do Christmas getaways, we're probably going to see the impact of that. Well, it turns out the RMT, you know, the rail union, is planning several strikes coming up this month every single Saturday, right? Um, there's one beginning at 7am uh, with the Saturday, the Saturday coming up. Uh, the previous, uh, the, sorry, the next Saturday, which is the 22nd, I think, yep. um, is the weekend before Christmas when most people would be wanting to try and travel because obviously they're not working probably Christmas Eve. They take the Monday off. You know, this is a joke, isn't it? Because what we do know is that anyone who goes on strike on the Saturday, they won't bother coming in on the Sunday because it's a reduced service. They probably won't bother coming back on the Monday because it's Christmas Eve. Christmas Day's off. Boxing Day's off. These people are going on strike for one day and effectively not working for about five. But again, but this is but this is the issue with, with 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 public transport. People cannot depend on it, and this is the issue. Until we can sort some of these problems out, yes, part of this may be about infrastructure upgrades. Okay, fair enough. But if it's around, uh, like you say, strikes and and you know disagreements that that, that workers have, actually. The, People depend on this kind of stuff, and like you say, it is a shame. But, uh, to perhaps to it's not mildly, just a shame. That, well, that, well, that's right. right to, to it's a very disgrace. Mildly, it's that, a disgrace. That people, this, for the sorts of journeys people would like to do and may even choose to take over public transport. That's actually not even an option for them. So, no. unfortunately, like I said it means more of us, unfortunately, sat in queues on uh, on motorways around around the country. Yeah, There's not and let's get like back that. to that because that is your subject of expertise, right? Motorists are being warned to expect significant congestion on major roads. The M25, we're told, don't even bother. I mean, my problem with that, right, is, I, as I say, when I, whenever I drive down to Sussex, there is always, inevitably, some kind of problem. They closed off, for example, and I know that this is a bit specific to the southeast. they closed off the slip road from the M2 to the M25. So I'm going down south, right? I'm thinking, yep. you know, it's half past one in the morning. What can I expect? I'm thinking I could be home in about 45 minutes if, I'm, if, I, if I don't overdo the speed limit, right? And I get to the M25 junction, and I can't get on the M25. They've completely shut it off. And this is the kind of thing they do all the time. And when I next go, I've no idea what they were doing. It doesn't look as if they've actually improved the road. They haven't resurfaced anything. I don't know what the hell they're doing. What yeah. are they doing? Did you know? Did you have any warning of that closure? No. Because well? this is the other thing people no. sort of tell us. Is this, not, they start not off until, on journeys. Not until yeah. I got to within about 10 yards of the actual late. slip. Yeah. Where, where suddenly there's a load of cones that said, you know, road closed. Yeah, this is the thing. It's, it's, it's those kind of, you know people need to know about this kind of disruption so they can make alternatives. But let's also be honest that we live, frankly, on a tiny island. We have a very limited it's not road that tiny. network. Well, well, as far, as far as the kind of road network is is, is concerned, we're I mean all the much island white's a tiny roads. island, but you know the island white traffic seems to work pretty well, as far as I'm concerned. <laughs> yeah, I'm, I'm not aware of any of any gloomy traffic predictions of the island white actually this year. That is a, that is a fair point. Yeah, I can I can see that you're a bit nervous about the island white. We won't go there. But listen, <laughs> what you know? Why is it that our roads are in such a state of disrepair? Why is it that we, for example, have not got any subsidy from the European Union, unlike Spain, unlike Ireland, unlike France, unlike all of these other countries who seem to have fantastic infrastructure, which we don't have because apparently we don't uh, uh, we don't qualify for EU aid? What is going on? Well, it's a question of priorities and it's, and it's a question of cost. So you, 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 you raise some big points there. So let, let me come back on a couple of them. So yeah. motorway network wise. Right. OK, so it is going to be the case that within um, 18 months time, uh, when we all pay money, Money to tax our cars every year, a proportion of that tax for the first time ever, believe it or not, 
will be ring fenced to support the maintenance of major roads. So that's our biggest A roads in our motorways. Yeah. That's never happened before. So it's effectively it's relied on whatever. So this is this is new money then. This is well, well, it, it, it's a new. It, it's not necessarily new money, but it's it's ring fenced money for the first time. So right. for the first time, people will be able to say, I pay some of my road tax instead of all of that automatically going to the treasury to do whatever it likes with it. A proportion of it will be set aside yeah. to support improvements to the roads. We've not had that before. Mm. It might sound like a minor point, but actually that should guarantee long term that there is the money that's needed to make sure that the projects that, w- that disrupt us, like you describe, can be better planned in and we can have an overall better um, you know, better performance yeah. on those sorts of roads. Unfortunately, what we don't have is that for any of our other roads. So as soon as you come off a major A road or you come off a motorway, you're driving on a road that's looked after by the local council. Now, if you look at the issues local councils have got uh, in terms of funding, unfortunately, they are not in a position to be able to ring fence any of their funds to the road. So you're effectively driving on a kind of third class road network the minute you come off yes. some of those roads. And this is th- th- these are some of the issues we're going to be putting out some numbers over Christmas, actually, just look at just how much of a problem this has become. And this is this is why I, th- I think why people get so frustrated. You know, driving in this country um, is, is, is is not cheap. Yes, there have not been Not only is it not going... cheap, Rod, but it's like a lottery. It's well, honestly well, this... like you have no idea whether you're going to be able to get from point A to point B without a temporary traffic light, without being diverted, oh, that's right. without yeah. having a road closed. You literally don't know. Yeah, there's this mismatch, you see, between what people are spending and what they feel they're spending and going, wow, where's this money actually going? Yeah. Because I don't feel like my, my journey's no more reliable. It's no quicker. Um, it's no more comfortable because the potholes are everywhere. Um, I still don't know where the problems are actually going to arise. And yet people are paying, you know, look, you know, two thirds of the tax we pay every time for every litre of petrol diesel we fill up goes to the government in tax. People want to see that the money they're spending is actually going on improvements. If it's not going on improvements into public transport, which is not, they want to have reassurance it's going into the road. So for the first time in, in, 20, you know, in, in 2020, some funds will go into major roads. But what we are saying is we need a similar thing for all mm. of our roads. So you're not effectively wondering on when you're doing a journey, especially a long distance one, what the condition of that road will be like or whether there's going to be mountains of roadworks on it or not. We need to take that you know that um, unawareness away so people know the money they're spending is actually going somewhere uh, but we're, we're sadly we're not quite there yet we continue to push for it but um, there's, there's quite a way to go well listen uh, i will be fully in support of anything you try to do to make the roads better rod thank you very much indeed rod dennis traffic spokesman for the rac it's that time of the year your vacation is coming up you can already hear the beach waves feel the warm breeze relax and think about work. You really, really want it all to work out while you're away. Monday.com gives you and the team that peace of mind. When all work is on one platform and everyone's in sync, things just flow wherever you are. Tap the banner to go to Monday.com. The Independent Republic of Mike Graham on Talk Radio. I'm delighted to say that we are now joined by the woman who can save you more than you ever thought possible, Giselle Wainwright. <laughs> Giselle, <a> setup. <laughs> very, very happy Monday to you. Thank you. She is, of course, the Sun Savers editor. I, I can am. hear you, yes. There you go, I can hear me. That's yeah, good. You We're can all hear sorted. You as well. Yes, very excellent. Good. How was your weekend? <laughs> it was good. Uh, we had our Christmas party on Friday night. Oh. I know, it was Anything fun. to report? No major gossip. Really? I think, well, I think there's a bit sure? of snogging, but not really? for me. Yeah. No, okay. Well, you'll have to fill me in later on. About we had a nice gym bar. It was good. Very nice. Excellent. Yeah. Well, we had our Christmas party actually last week Oh, as well, yeah, I've been hearing about but it. But I didn't go. Oh, uh, on the so it was I tame. Was, I was very tame. Um, 
I just, also, I, it's not a good thing for me to go to parties these days because uh, you know I don't know when to stop. Really, that's really, the thing. yeah. I'm, okay, I, I can understand that. It's difficult to control me. You know, no, I've learned my lesson. I'm, I, try, I, I try. Yeah, okay, I try. all right, good. Let's leave now, that then. <laughs> no, let's leave it alone then. All right, now uh, you are, of course, the editor of Sunsavers. In I the paper am. today, uh, we're leading up to Christmas. I mean, it feels like it's Christmas week already. Somehow, it doesn't is. It? I'm quite enjoying how festive it feels in yeah. here. For a couple of weeks ago, yeah. I was bringing the Christmas. Now yeah. it feels like everyone feels it. Does it. it's sort of? It, I'm wondering because it was quite quiet on the roads this morning. I'm wondering whether people have started to kind of maybe yeah. take this week off a Mo- little bit. I, yeah, I've got a lot of friends Schools doing that. are stopping, you know, yeah, kids yeah. are going to be home after maybe today, tomorrow, mm-hmm. Wednesday for sure. Um, so, I mean, everybody's quite well organised this year, I guess. I think so. Well. well, most things, but I do think now, uh, today is the day people are starting to think about Christmas dinner. Yeah. It's happening. Yes. Dun, dun, dun. It's true. And what are you having for Christmas dinner? Um, I don't, I think I, I'm very traditional. We'll go turkey. I'm probably turkey. cooking. My brother cooks a little bit. Okay. But uh, yeah, this week is the week, obviously, you start thinking about whether you're going fresh, whether you're going yeah, frozen. Right. Um, and Wednesday is going to be the day, <laughs> I don't know what to call it, but like Christmas turkeys and all the all the fresh turkey food. Day. Turkey day is Wednesday. When, you have to come some alliteration for Wednesday. Like, mm. uh, I don't know what it would be. White Christmas Wednesday. That, that <laughs> yeah, work. we'll that's work on that working. in the ad break. We'll work on that, yeah. Okay. Yeah, so, so, so what do you got for us? So if you are looking out for turkey deals this week, um, Wednesday... Little are dropping theirs and you can get a small turkey for nine ninety nine. Really? Which is pretty Because, you know, a lot of people get put off by, by the turkey idea because it's so big. Exactly. And, and if there's not that many of you, exactly. you know, you don't really want to have a massive, huge bird that you're going to be eating for the rest yeah. of the, the rest of I the, really the week, treat you know? it as a very Christmas dinner as well. Yeah. I don't eat it a lot of time of right. the year. You, but, don't, um, you don't turn it into sort of turkey curry. Oh, I might do the week after. Leftovers are always great. Turkey hash or something. But, you know, Little or Aldi, so they're always the ones that people are fighting out for um, and they sell out quite quickly. So they're going for three ninety nine a kilo or three twenty one per kilo, which is great value. Um, um, but you'll have to get in there early, I'd say, on Wednesday or Thursday. Right. They've got a lot of stock, but they always sell out. Yes. Always sell out. And also, a lot of people are now doing this thing with the turkey crown, aren't they? Where you yeah. just get like, bits of a turkey. Which is fair. Which actually and is not a bad no, thing. No, no, no. I think it's valid. And like you said, lots of people aren't doing this kind of big Christmas, or it's mm. just two of you. Um, actually, the other idea is to go frozen for that. Uh-huh. There's not a massive difference in taste. They've proven in studies. Right. Um, but Iceland are doing, whilst their frozen turkey, they're extra large if you're going big, yeah. is £20. They're, you could get a £3 frozen joint or turkey crown. Crown. That's three pounds. That's like really, really that cheap. Really That's cheap, very affordable. But of course, what you've got to remember to do is free, you know, unfreeze it well before Christmas Day. Okay, yeah. unfreeze it well before <laughs> yeah. Christmas Don't Day. Don't eat it frozen. You, Sorry, no, am but, I not being clear? No, no, no. But you know, people are quite stupid about this stuff. Oh sometimes. yeah, you can forget. And they wake up drinks. on Christmas morning and go, you know what? I forgot to take the turkey out of the freezer. I'll take it out now, and then I'll just start cooking it at about one. It's and not- then it gets to one o'clock, and it's still frozen. But they cook it anyway. It's not a bad idea to have a backup. That's mm. all I'm saying. Or yeah. get those pigs in blankets, get extras just yeah. in case they Now, pigs in blankets, there's the thing. Now, where are you going to get those from? Um, to be honest, there's not a major difference in price. It's more difference in style uh-huh. this year. Style? So, Morrison's are doing... Uh, I mean, how many ch- ways can you wrap a pig? Well, you were? say that, but this year's been big. So, you can get uh, £2 for 12 at Morrison's. That's the cheapest okay. I've seen. But Aldi are doing triple pigs in blankets. Three sausage to bacon ratio for about three pounds. Three sausage to bacon. What you mean, like three. sausage wrapped, wrapped three <laughs> times? No, three sausages wrapped. Oh, I see. Round. Sorry, yeah. oh, I got you. A little stack. Oh, right. oh, I see. Yeah, yeah, like a little stack. Yeah. Or a giant pig in blanket. Right. It's five pounds at Asda. Depends giant what takes you. Doesn't sound good. That it's, it sounds wrong. <laughs> it doesn't, and it looks quite weird. But yeah. um, 
let's switch up. Good talking yeah. point at the Christmas dinner table. Yeah, where'd you get these massive pigs and blankets? <laughs> exactly. You don't want to always talk you to your get... relatives about no. the presents that you hated. No, oh, all the movies you're going to watch Absolutely. later or something like That's that. That's just to keep you all quiet. What about the stuffing? Now, stuffing is something that a lot of people get very worked up about. Stu- I'm always, I always say to people, do not put the stuffing inside the bird because that's oh, really? actually a bad idea. Yeah, yeah it's a bad idea. Yeah, technically it gets all soaked. I mean, I don't know, individual styles. My mum always does it separate right. and then I'm kind of nibbling that throughout the day. Um, there are various deals, but I wouldn't say there's anything that's really stood out to me yes. apart from getting it in a um, bulk deal, yeah. which I was going to mention, Iceland are doing a full Christmas dinner for uh-huh. six people for £22. Really? It's had a bit of shade what, today. So you just like buy the whole thing? Okay, it is. A turkey breast joint, sprouts, right. parsnips, stuffing, and an Irish cream gatto for nice. 22. That'll That's feed good. six. A lot of people saying it's lazy today, but if you're really yeah. busy and you're tired, yeah. you're shift worker, you're a nurse, also, this I mean, is a great idea. Also, for a lot of people, it's quite daunting, you know, to do the whole Christmas dinner, especially if you haven't done it before. Exactly. Or, you know, if you're just... You're, and also, you're we're entitled it. to enjoy Christmas. We shouldn't have to yeah. spend it all day in the kitchen. Yeah, no, you know, listen, I totally out. agree. Now, what about this garland of sausage rolls? <laughs> That sounds interesting. That's a personal favourite, That's not something you're going to wear around your neck, is it? Uh, well, it depends how drunk you get on Christmas Day, <laughs> doesn't it? It really depends. Is it on actually a circle? So, yes. Yeah, so, so the big tear and shed um, right. kind of t- early starters. A yes. big So you can get like an Aldi, you can get a big camembert wheel that has a camembert in the middle. But yeah, yeah this sausage roll one's proved very popular. <laughs> and um, M&S are doing so. It's a... Just to describe it to uh, listeners, it's a giant sausage roll in a wreath shape, cut, slightly slashed so you can get your own portion. Right. And it's £8 at M&S, but you can pick up a £4.49 Aldi version. Wow, that's, that's a really great good. start. That's fun on Christmas And day. also cranberry sauce you've got. Yeah. Um, a cheapo version of that yeah. from, uh, well, from that's Sainsbury's. Your, well, that's your ocean spray. That's down to a pound. What I'd say is that just today and tomorrow especially, before mm. the fresh food all comes out, they'll be trying to shift space. Yes. So you'll see a lot of discounts or things like your sauces yeah. and stuff. So you get in now and do that. What about mince pies and things like that? I mean, Min- some mince- people have been buying them up for ages. because Th- They are. I've, I've had about five. <laughs> I mean, I, funnily enough, I, I went to uh, the local sort of farm shop where I, where I lived okay, down in Sussex nice. right, a couple of, uh, last weekend. But the house, the, the house, the woman of the house had already banned mince pies and said, we're not having them. It's too soon, too <laughs> early. That people do right? have rules. So my I, had boss to has leave a strict them, I had to leave them in the car. Right. So I couldn't bring them into the house. So whenever my kids came out for the ride in the car, they got a mince pie. That sounds like a and, great deal. Yeah, and then <laughs> I ended up driving back to London with the mince pies. So I've had the mince pies for I've eaten them all now. I mean, how traumatic and awful for you to have my your own. own portion. No, but that's it's horrendous. Fine, I didn't fine. want to eat twelve mince pies, but that's what's happened. I like to just roll into Christmas literally, yes. so it's fine. Um, mince pies are still about ninety p at ASDA. It's a great idea to pop down there to bulk up on extras. I don't think you can. There's a major difference in price. Yeah. I did try some slow gin ones from Aldi the other day, though, that's and they nice, were incredible. Actually. That is nice. Um, Lastly, before we have to get off air, I just want to mention veg deals. Veg deals. So everyone's always after at this time of year. Yes. So, um, what's your favourite veg to have though? With the sprouts, um, isn't it? it's got to be sprouts. If you put bacon with them, I'm totally yeah. fine with it. Pancetta. But otherwise, yes, exactly, mm. nice. Otherwise, what's wrong with a humble roast potato? It's great. Roast potatoes are great. Um, I do just you, want do to you say, double cook them. Sorry to be yeah, interrupting no, you. No, yeah, it's just because I want to tell people the deals. I but know. do I double cook them? No, my brother does though. Does he, he makes them. They're phenomenal. Yeah. He does them in the proper fat Smarty and everything. Pants. Yeah, I know. Yeah. it's nice. So, what are the veg deals? Um, Tesco have gone head-to-head with Audi uh-huh. today, and they you can get all your essentials for 29p each, wow. which is insane. Is um, insane. Aldi are doing 28p, but if, obviously if you live near a Tesco, that's better. Yeah. Um, they're available from the 20th, which is Thursday. 
Um, Co-op are also doing a fresh six deal, uh, 49p each, broccoli, parsnip, sprouts, carrots, sweet potatoes. Uh-huh. And uh, Morrison's are still doing their one pound box of too good to waste veg. It's the yes. wonky veg. Right. So great if you oh, don't want to waste it. Oh, looks food. funny. Yeah, so it's seasonal fruit. You yeah. might not get everything you need, mm. but it's very cheap and okay. it's a good way to use up uh, right. leftovers. Yeah. And then finally, right, this is not food related, but Go you've on. got a deal of the day on your page today. Yeah. It's actually... Um, some kind of a piece of furniture. I mean, <laughs> that's a bit um, out of the blue, isn't well, it? Well, parents are still looking for kids' toys yeah. and things like that. So very popular to get your kind of children, like, uh, little beds. This one's like a little cabin bed. Okay. Um, and it does seem spendy at 350 but we're taking £80 off that in the sale. Lots of sales starting yeah. this week on um, August. Yeah, because we heard, did, did we not hear that over the weekend the, the high streets are all empty, nobody's buying anything on the high street? I think there's a little bit of panic in mm. the air. Um, I've seen some serious slashes there. Yeah, Argos toy clearance sale today. I didn't see the top toys in that list but if you're apparently not bothered about those specific top yeah. toys there are some really really great deals out okay. there Brilliant. Um, get online today I'd say because that will give you a week's time okay you know, delivery. well I'll see what I can do Giselle thank you so much for no coming problem. in no problem Merry we Christmas we see you soon Merry Christmas I might not see you next week because I'm doing uh, you're breakfast. eating all the mince pies yeah well, well I'm not getting any more <laughs> mince pies no but I'm doing breakfast next week. are uh, you Monday. unless you want if you want to come in and do breakfast come and do breakfast come and do breakfast alright yeah. let's do breakfast next week let's that sounds breakfast. great I'll sounds bring pies good. for that fantastic <laughs> Giselle Wainwright Sunsavers editor check the page out in the sun loads of great bargains loads of things that you didn't even know you could save money on until she told you this is Talk Radio. This is the Independent Republic of Mike Graham. You know what to do. 03444991000 is the number. Jamie East coming up at one o'clock. He'll be here uh, in about half an hour's time to tell us what's coming up on his show. Uh, let's go to the phone. So Jonathan uh, is in Haringey and wants to talk about the dreaded problems uh, of travelling around, I think. Jonathan, a very good uh, afternoon to you. Yeah, good afternoon. OK, so I'm a London taxi driver. Yes. And uh, the situation with the um, the stations closing, the, the rail network closing on Boxing Day. Yeah. A uh, number of years ago, I had a fella get in my cab with his two boys at the Dorchester, and they right. wanted to go to Euston Station, Boxing Day. Right. Uh, I said, well, it's closed. There's nowhere to go. Where are you going? So right. They had to get to Liverpool uh, for a football match, sure. the Boxing Day game. I've never understood why they don't run trains on Boxing Day. It's mad, isn't it? It's completely loony. So this guy had come from Malaysia. I mean, he's a very wealthy guy, standing at Dorchester. Right. Um, and they'd come from Malaysia. The, the kids were like you know, Liverpool supporters and wanted to go see Liverpool, and right. he couldn't understand it. He says he comes from a third world country. Yeah. You know, and the trains run, you know, all day. Every day, every day yeah. You know, you know, any holiday, any right. festival, whatever. Mm. And uh, anyway, he asked me to take him to Liverpool. Um, so I refused. So um, you refused? But, yeah, that's too far. Why? I can't go up there. How much would well, you? How much would you charge for that? Well, whatever goes on the meter. So you'd keep it on the meter because I thought sometimes when some, something like that happens, don't you go? I'll tell you what. I'll shut the meter off. You give me two hundred notes, and we'll call it evens. Yeah, uh, that happens quite often. Yeah. Um, so luckily he was in a London black cab because right. you know we've all got we've all got a little bit going on upstairs. Yes. Uh, we pulled over uh, to help him out and everything, and of course it occurred to me he can get a flight on British Airways from yeah. Heathrow to Manchester, and then it's virtually a local cab fare. Sure. Yeah. 
So uh, uh, that's what we did. But the poor fella, I mean, he was in complete shock. No. You know? what, 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 what do you mean you've shut the rail oh, no. network down? You know? Well, I mean, incredible, partic- particularly since it's one of the biggest sporting days of the year. Yeah. And I'm always in, yeah. in great awe of football fans who are just going to put up with it. And I, because I, I, whenever I'm going to talk sport, I'll say, you know, what, what, are you, what are you thinking? You know, if I, was, yeah. if I was a football fan, I would actually boycott football games on Boxing Day until they put the trains on. You know, same, yeah. same, same goes for the poor guys that come come down for cup finals from the north of England yeah. on a Sunday yeah. to find that actually the last train goes before the game finishes. Yeah, yeah, amazing, isn't it? Yeah. Also, once had another interesting story, very quickly. Yeah, go on. I once had young couple get in the cab in Bayswater. Uh, this is actually Christmas Day. I don't work Christmas Day. It's not my festival. I'm Jewish, right. um, and uh, they wanted to go to Stansted Airport. Of course, right. all the airports uh, function. Uh, they wanted to go to Liverpool Street because. A, uh, a not too salubrious airline, chief airline, had sold them a ticket on the Stansted Express. Oh, really? Day. Well, even though they it wasn't running? Had, well, they knew it wasn't running. Right. They actually had tickets. They showed me the tickets, and uh, I took them to Stansted. I mean, it's not so far out. But uh, it's just, just ridiculous. It Anywhere is. else. And I remember as a kid that the underground used to work on Christmas Day. Yeah. I do. They don't anymore. No, it's incredible. Now, at the risk of opening a massive can of worms, since you're on, Jonathan, let me ask you a quick question. Um, I saw a couple of weeks ago, for myself, with my own eyes, the the big taxi protest over London Bridge. Um, Yeah. Is that over? Um, My understanding is that you were doing it because of the lack of access to London Bridge Station. Is that right? No, no. It's actually lack of... It's it's the slowly closing down of roads. Right. The tagline of this uh, these demos they're starting up again in January. Oh, they okay. The tag yeah yeah the tagline of this demos is and it's a brilliant tagline is where buses go, taxis go. Yeah. Because what they're doing is is they're slowly closing down the road network to right. everything for buses and cycles. Okay. And the reason they're doing this is because they want people on buses because you know the buses are just losing an absolute. Well, they're all empty, aren't they? There's too many of them. Yeah, because of the Ubers because yeah. everyone's getting in Ubers. Right. Um, and uh, they're just trying to encourage people to go on bus. So our tagline is is where buses go that we go because we are officially part of the public transport of system. You know yeah. we're regulated, fares are regulated like buses and yeah. so on. You know very high regulation. So no, it's it's far from over. And we're actually also London should say thanks for doing this, uh, the short term pain because I don't know if you know Tottenham Court Road is shutting to all well, vehicles. Apart well, do you know what I drove I drove up it yesterday. I had a very interesting day yesterday trying to get from East London over to West London, going all the old routes yeah. that I used to use, the cut-throughs and all the rest of it, and I saw that half yeah. of Tottenham Court Road's already shut anyway. Yeah, it, they're slowly closing it you down. You can't turn left uh, off it at all. No, it's obscene. There's a major cancer hospital at the Tottenham, uh, top of Tottenham Court Road. Yeah. You know, what people can do, get out of Tottenham Court Road Station you yeah. know, with cancer right. for their chemo and walk up the road. I know. You know Shocking. Madness. Absolutely awful. Jonathan, listen, you have my support, and so uh, let us know uh, how it goes in January, and we'll uh, we'll be more than happy sure. to uh, to have a go at Transport for London with you, because yeah. they are TFL. What a joke they are. This is the Independent Republic of Mike Graham. Neil has tweeted, I'm not sure entirely in the spirit in which I was trying to encourage people to be. Uh, He says, my wife has a pug and a pug-based Christmas jumper. Should I divorce her immediately or just report her to the police? (laughs) 
Now, don't be taking the mickey, please, Neil. Now, that song, of course, is from The Greatest Showman. Uh, Katy Perry once told me it was the greatest movie ever made. I ended up watching it with my kids a few weeks ago, and actually, I quite enjoyed it. It was rather good. Uh, a hell of a lot better, I would imagine, uh, than going to see a pantomime in Tamworth. But Mr Panto is with us right now, uh, and he is the man who is indeed sometimes known as Mr Tamworth as well. Mr Panto, very good afternoon. Welcome. Good afternoon, Mike. And in fact, that song, in a different form, is in our pantomime in Tamworth. Oh, do you sure you can, you're allowed to do that without having to pay massive amounts of royalties? Oh, we've completely changed it. Instead of this is the greatest show, right. it's called This is the Average Show, <laughs> um, which is very appropriate for our pantomime. Very Colin Murray-esque of you. Um, now, you haven't disguised your voice, I take it, on this uh, pantomime because you sound just exactly like you normally sound. Well, no, I'm talking to you as Mr. Panto, and Mr. Panto can be anyone you want, Mike. I could be Dame Dumpling, and I'd be, hello, Mike Graham. There you go. Good See, morning. that's How what I was expecting. I was expecting something a little bit more kind of, you know, flamboyant from you, shall we say. I've got... I've got so many personalities. And how are you feeling this morning? I heard you on the Sherry's last night. Uh, I was, yeah. I was uh, a little bit uh, delicate. I, I'm afraid I missed the 8 o'clock meeting uh, on the grounds oh. that uh, I got all the way home, would you believe, um, yeah. and left my um, other half and the kids in a hotel room, which I, I, I issued to them on the grounds that it wasn't near enough to the office. I got all the way home. Uh, and unfortunately, as I was about to walk up the steps, realised that my, car, my, my door keys were actually, my house keys were still in the hotel. So I had to go all the way oh. back. That classic so, story. I didn't get to bed till about 3am, I'm afraid. Oh. Oh, well, I've never seen you in work uh, before 8 o'clock anyway, so it'll be fine. Yeah, well, that's fine. Anyway, listen, so you've taken off the entire month from Talk Radio, right, in order to do this ridiculous pantomime business of yours. How's it going <laughs> yeah. and has it started yet? Yeah, I've left one pantomime and gone into the next. Um, I couldn't possibly well. comment on that. It's going well, actually. Pantomime's great. I mean, I do it every year. This is my 12th year in pantomime. Really? Um, yeah, and it's going... Uh, Have you sort of worked your way up to being the top dog now? Uh, well, as it were I started at the bottom and worked to the middle that's, that's normally my aim right. um, but no it, it's good it's a, it's a tradition every year uh, I mean you talk about you'd never wear a Christmas jumper I love Christmas every year I'm always wearing Christmas jumpers love pantomime how many oh, Christmas yes, jumpers do. have you actually got about 26 at last 26 count. that's a shocking admission that well no it's, it's 25 it's you know, days for Christmas and then a spare yeah, yeah. well, indeed. So what part do you play in this year's ta- ta- uh, Panto in Tamworth? Well, I normally play the, the same part, so it's normally the dame. It's, uh, it's the same part, a different name. Uh, and this year it's Dame Daphne Dumpling, uh, and I play the best chef in the whole of London. Right, and what's the theme of your Panto? What's the name of it? Well, it's Dick Whittington, um, so it follows, uh, it follows a, uh, a young Dick man. Dick Whittington? Called, so there's lots Dick. of double entendre type jokes that is there. I don't know what you're talking about. Um, it's just, you know, 100 miles and still no dick. Um, and he makes his Steady. way to London Town for fame and fortune, realises the streets of gold aren't, you know, paved with gold. but they're The streets paved with of gold else. are not paved with what? The streets of gold are not paved, paved with <laughs> London. <laughs> yeah, you've not, done, you've not done this much, have you, this radio business? Now, listen, um, the real reason we're talking to you is not because of your useless pantomime up in Tamworth. It's because of the big panto, which is going on in Salisbury, right? Everybody's flocking there, apparently, despite the fact that you might end up getting a bit of Novichok uh, in your coffee while you're watching it. <laughs> yeah, well, well I, if only I had the marketing team that Salisbury Theatre do, um, because they've really taken advantage of this, haven't they? Um, but I think it's a great thing, because what it shows is pantomime brings people together. And I've got an actual fact for you, Mike, um, that of all the people in Britain that go to the theatre, 90% of them will only go to see a pantomime. Really? So that's a lot of people that go to see pantomimes every Christmas. Yes. Um, and clearly at Salisbury, they need a bit of cheering up. Um, they've had a bit of Novichok. They've had a death. 
uh, and they want a bit of light in their life and pantomime and it's behind you and oh, yes it is, oh no yes. it isn't, um, that really cheers people up. And what about the money uh, in it? Because an awful lot of stars do it, don't they? Every win- every every Christmas you see, you know, I think in Hastings this year they've got somebody from EastEnders or they get somebody from Coronation Street. You know, it's quite a lucrative business for people, isn't it? Oh, it's an absolute fortune. I used to work at one of the big pantomimes when I was younger. I won't say which one, but they used to take around about three million pound a year really? uh, in revenue. Right. Yeah, and uh, and only seventy percent of that was tickets. Thirty percent is merchandise. And some of the big stars get paid a fortune. And I know somebody that was paid to be in one of the biggest pantomimes mm. only a couple of years ago on a hundred thousand pound a week. Wow. So there's a lot of money in pantomimes. We're not I'm messing about. Not quite at that level. Why have uh, you not asked me to left. join in your panto business? Well, there's always an invite to come to Tamworth, if you want, Mike. I don't want to come to Tamworth to do it. Can I not do it by remote, like on uh, Skype or something? Well, possibly the two mics could be the Ugly Sisters next year. Yeah, very funny. Actually, um, don't even mention that to Porky, because he would love to be in a panto. He absolutely would love it. It's not, I mean, I'm, you know, spending my time trying to get back to being a serious journalist. You know, I was down at Westminster all last week in a tent, you know, with Marta, with Con, uh, with Rudd. With all the serious journalists here at Talk Radio, you know, I'm not going to play up to you and your ugly sister's jibes. Why would I? Well, 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 how wouldn't you? Seriously, you what about, I can do Dick Whittington, can I be Dick Whittington? Um, I mean, I've always said you'd be a great Dick Whittington, <laughs> Mike. Um, I think you'd fit the job perfectly. You see, I just laid that one up for you. Now, listen, uh, here's the second uh, part of the question. Which pantomime do you prefer more, uh, the one in Tamworth or the Julie Hartley Brewer breakfast show? <laughs> oh, well, every day's a joy with Julie Hartley Brewer. Of course it is. Um, oh, no, it isn't. Oh, yes, it is. Oh, yes, it is. Um, Look out behind um, you. <laughs> and, and, and I love Julie Hartley Brewer, but what I love even more is taking a month off. Yes, I'm sure you do. Uh, and so where can people get tickets for your uh, panto business? Well, they're selling fast. Uh, Tamworthpanto.co.uk or just Google Tamworth Pantomime Dick Whittington. All right. And what sort of theatre have you got up there in Tamworth? Is it open air? Is it like in, like, sort of, uh, you know, <laughs> no, got a roof no, on it? No, this tent. It's, it's got a roof. It has, it's got heating as well. Really? Um, it's, it's a big theatre, um, 250 seat venue here oh. called Quem's Theatre. Not as big uh, as the Shepherd's Bush Empire then? Not as big as that, no, but no. We, we, have, um, we have a whole couple of weeks of shows where you just had the one. Yeah, yeah, but you just do the same thing every night. You know, we don't do that. We do a different oh, show no, every night. It does know. change every night. You know, there's always a bit of ad libs. That's a oh, yeah. pantomime. We and who's the, the star? I mean, have you got any stars of stage and screen, or is it you? Is it, are you it? Well, <laughs> well, we do have someone that locals would know, Luella Bailey. She has Who? been a, uh, a presenter on ITV News for 20 years around here. So she's a, a familiar face to Midland TV screen. Oh, right. Um, but we like to keep ourselves affordable because we haven't got the big stars in. Um, so it's, it's affordable family fun. All right. Good stuff. Uh, Mr. Panto, thank you very much for sparing us the time. Across the UK, online and on DAB, the independent republic of Mike Graham on Talk Radio. So if you enjoyed that, be sure to catch the whole show 10 to 1, Monday to Friday on Talk Radio, via DAB, online or via the Talk Radio app. If you have an opinion on the stories we cover, we'd love to hear from you. Call us 0344 499 1000 or tweet at Talk Radio during the show to have your say. The Independent Republic of Mike Graham on Talk Radio. Hi, I'm Daniel, founder of Pretty Litter. Cats and cat owners deserve better than any old-fashioned litter. That's why I teamed up with scientists and veterinarians to create Pretty Litter. Its innovative crystal formula has superior odor control and weighs up to 80% less than clay litter. Pretty Litter even monitors health by changing colors to help detect early signs of potential illness. It's the world's smartest kitty litter. 
Go to prettylitter.com and use code ACAST for 20% off your first order and a free cat toy. Terms and conditions apply. See site for details. When you make decisions for your company, you look for the no-brainers. And if you have a lot of mailing to do, stamps.com is the ultimate no-brainer. It streamlines your processes to make your business more efficient, which makes you less busy. Mail checks, invoices, legal documents, and everything you need to keep your business running with Stamps.com. Seamlessly connect with every major marketplace and shopping cart. Schedule package pickups and see your cheapest and fastest shipping options from different carriers. With rates up to 89% off USPS and UPS rates. And with the Stamps.com mobile app, you can take care of mailing and shipping wherever you are. Make the same no-brainer decision as over 1 million other businesses with Stamps.com. Sign up with code PROGRAM for a 4-week trial, plus free postage and a free digital scale. No long-term commitments or contracts. That's Stamps.com. Code PROGRAM.